The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and we are headed to the weekend at Southern Hills. Joining me to break it all down, the coach is here. What's going on, coach? True story today. KP was getting wired up for his live shot, and behind him, one bag on the ground, two dudes standing on the green. He couldn't function. AT&T bag, Cameron McCormick, Michael Greller. He couldn't even function after that. True story. True story. Was he at least in his uh, power stance, his golf-watching stance, arms crossed, uh, feet wide apart, solid base? It was windy out there today. We, we had a big crowd around because I had just done mine. A bunch of people wanted autographs, and so he was definitely in his power stance because I brought the crowds for him. Right. right. He doesn't want to get knocked over with the, no. the huge gallery following you around. <laughs> Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, good to have you back. Uh, you always got to be in the power stance because yeah. you just you never know, uh, and it makes for a great meme. So I'm sure he was in the power <laughs> stance. <laughs> but but what a day of golf! Uh, we, the board, my gosh, so much happened. But before we jump into that, reminder: download the official PGA Championship app. It provides fans, both on site and watching from home, an in depth experience as the strongest major championship field in men's golf takes on Southern Hills all the way in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Visit the App Store or Google Play to download the 2022 PGA Championship app today. Gentlemen, let's talk about that golf course because there was a pretty significant switch that happened. Um, And before we get to that, Coach, you said something to us before we started here about this being a very large, small golf course or something like that? (laughs) Well, the first time I ever laid my eyes on and stepped foot on Augusta National, I was blown away. And I don't think the human mind can comprehend sometimes how big these golf courses really are. When I walked on property here, not only is it huge, but everything is right on top of each other. Tee boxes and greens hitting over greens. It's incredible. Unfortunately, some people have gotten hit in the head and in the face, but I will never bet on a short hitter to semi-short hitter at this golf course ever again in my life. Need not apply because you flat out can't get there. Yeah, and it for a round and a half uh, here, Greg, was very, very difficult, also in part because of the wind. And we knew, or at least the forecast showed that on Friday, the wind was going to slow down. It was going to get a little bit more calm. It did a lot more than that. Somebody flipped the switch. It seemed like it was completely still for at least the final nine holes of that afternoon wave. And we saw guys finally break through, go out, shoot some low scores, and make a ton of birdies. It's so hard to forecast these things. I mean, we were on our our, uh, our our Twitter space earlier, and I'm looking at the forecast, and it says 
Um, you know, it's still 25 mile an hour gusts in the afternoon, which is lighter than the morning, but still really windy. And I mean, that's all the way up. I'm looking at it right now. It's all the way up until six o'clock, right? You're looking at 10 to 15 miles an hour with 20 mile an hour gusts, but that didn't happen. It laid down completely. So I, I was a little surprised to see it get as still as it did, but boy, when that happens, it's amazing to me how quickly these guys can flip the switch. And as the conditions change, not only can they adjust, but they start firing at the flags. And you just you realize how much the weather plays a role in the game of golf, which is great. It's why we love the game. It's an outdoor game. But um, boy, can it make a big difference? Two guys at the top of the leaderboard coach trying to get not only their first PGA Tour win, obviously it would be their first major championship victory. Let's start with Will Zalatoris, who backed up his opening round 66 with a Friday 65. He sits nine under par, and he's doing it a lot towards his strengths, the ball striking. He's eighth in strokes gained approach, but he's found the putter this week, and he is very, very dangerous when he starts rolling the rock. And here's the thing, and when he stepped on site the other day, first thing he said, they said on the broadcast, this is sweet. Now, I did not realize that eight years ago he won a golf tournament on this golf course. I did not realize that until his post-round press conference today with Michael Eaves on ESPN. He's going to say in his post-round press conference, if he goes on to win on Sunday, he's going to say, I got very lucky because he said it today. And these players understand just how lucky they got to have two, two and a half hours of perfect golf and it turned into throwing darts. But for Will Zalatoris, how many players have we ever heard say, my game is built for major championships? Sometimes your game builds up to major championships, but built for major championships? And we've seen that now. I believe it's four out of seven top tens in his seven majors. He's finished second at the Masters. This dude knows how to get it done. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know if he needs uh, an, an exorcist or what, but he's got to figure out the putter. It's one thing to putt on Thursday and Friday. It's another thing to butt, putt when you are in line to win. I was standing behind him at the Farmers when he completely hit a putt left to win. Left. Left. He can't putt, and he's got to figure that out because if he can make putts this weekend, he can really run away with it because he's as streaky a player as there is on the PGA Tour. One-shot lead for Will Zalatoris, Greg, and he is a confident guy. I, I'll be interested to see, you know, I expect the ball striking the long game. I expect that to hold up over the course of the weekend. The putter, as Coach mentions, TBD. How do we assess his mental state? You know what I mean? Is, is going for your first major win, your first PGA Tour win, and it's not like there aren't, stars trying to chase you down this is not going to be easy the rest of the way no but i think he has a really good handle on the mental game for a couple reasons um well one is confidence like you said is is there and and it's well earned but the other thing is he's a he's a decade golf guy and it, decade golf is a system a course management system that's developed through data and and, and analytics and it, it basically when you understand it 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 gives you the the decisions ahead of time. And this is the same system Stuart Sink uses. He and Reagan go through this every single night before a round of golf. And they they make decisions on, you know, based on wins and, and what kind of situations they face. They make all these decisions ahead of time. So they you what happens when you play this way is you you don't get caught up in I have to play aggressive or conservative. 
you play the right shot at the right time and mm. the the situation doesn't matter so you'll hear Stuart Sink has talked about this at much more length but Will Zalatoris is uh, is in the same program and you play whatever the shot calls for the way they would the, Scott Fawcett and um and Lou Stagner do this and the way they would describe it is most people including tour players are way more aggressive with long clubs than they need to be and way less aggressive with short clubs than they need to be. So you'll see Will Zalatoris in situations where he's got um, short clubs, scoring clubs and wedges be very aggressive. And when he has longer clubs, you'll see a lot more middles of green, which, which I think having a, a system to fall back on takes away from a lot of that mental pressure of, am I making the right decision right now? Um, and and having the ability to develop your game plan the night before when you get the pin sheet, it it takes away some of that um, decision making energy on the weekend. So I think his mental game will be in a great state. Halfway point, and he's one shot ahead of Mito Pereira, coach. This is only the second major championship that we've seen Mito in in his career. He shot a Friday 64 with maybe not the Chilean that we thought would be at the top of the leaderboard, but this guy is stout. How do you consider his staying power with two rounds to go? I've always said this, that if you're going to be a new player, a rookie player on the PGA Tour, and you're going to contend in a major, the one that you could probably finish the easiest is a PGA Championship. The other three always have a cachet to them. U.S. Open, extremely difficult. British Open takes, a, I think, several times over there to figure out how to play that style of golf. So this is the one major a year that you can see this happen. Because look at some of the former champions, Jason Duffner, Keegan Bradley. They came out of nowhere. I think Mita Pereira could be the same type of player. He strikes it beautifully, and we know he likes to hit it just like Joaquin Neiman does, up and down, all over the place. And out here, if the wind picks up, then the guys that can control their trajectory, um, I think are going to have a great chance. And he's shown that he knows how to win. And I don't care if it's a Corn Ferry Tour or not. That man can win. And I think if given the the possibility, uh, I think he could get it done on Sunday. That's the interesting thing to me, Greg, is the three wins last season on the Corn Ferry. That's how he got the Battlefield promotion to the PGA Tour immediately or, or midseason, essentially. And we talk all the time that winning is a skill. It doesn't matter if it's 30 guys in your beer league or 156 on the PGA Tour. There's just something skill-based to get you to the top there and to beat everyone else. And Mito's shown that. This is obviously completely different in foreign territory for him, but I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. I would be too. I, I do think tomorrow will be a different day. Uh, there's a, there's a brand new pressure, a whole different level of pressure that he hasn't faced yet, but his game certainly is capable of facing it. And you know, if this was not a major championship and we're looking at the model right now, uh, he's, he's 18th in strokes game putting it's been good, but not great. And he's second strokes gained tee to green right now. So I, I think Mito would look like the guy. Where Will Zalatoris, he's hit, he's hitting it great. He's third tee to green, but he's leading the field in strokes game putting. And you know that that's his weakness. So that might give you a concern. Um, but this is a major championship. It comes with a different level of pressure, uh, and it's a it's a new experience. And we don't know how he's going to respond. But I do know. Well, what kind of game this guy has. Uh, and I, I know watching him today, uh, he, he was flagging it, uh, which is awesome to watch. His golf swing, which we've seen for 
a little over a year now, not as regularly as a Will Zalatoris, but it is a sweet swing. And it's real. It's going to be really fun to watch these two guys uh, in that final group. Here's a fun and bizarre stat. He has shot two career 64s on the PGA Tour. That's his lowest round ever. One was at uh, this Friday's PGA Championship, this second round that we're recapping right now. So to have your low rounds be at a major is also interesting. The other one, last week at the Byron Nelson. <laughs> just getting, about just getting, getting both of these out of the way. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Within, you within six rounds of each other. Um, Justin Thomas, I hope, is getting a massage. I hope he's in a hot tub. I hope he's doing something to relax, coach, because I'd be a little upset if I was JT shooting 67-67 in the teeth of the worst conditions, and then as soon as I get off the golf course, they flip the switch and let the birdies start rolling in. And at least JT's not an emotional player, and he won't let things get to him. I mean, we know that. Uh, yeah. When I walked on on uh, site this morning, it was around 10 a.m. local time. The guys had played three or four holes, and I was like, the wind is really, really strong. And for him to shoot these two 67s, to me it's more impressive than what Zalatoris has done, what Pereira has done, what any of the guys above him have done because of when he did it and the fact that he's on the wrong side of the draw and he's only three back heading into the weekend. We think about – and talk about how hard it is to win a major a lot. But look at some of these guys and how long it's been. JT, it's been a minute. His last major was 2017 at the PGA. He hasn't won in over a year. You think he's hungry? You think he's motivated? You think he's ready to go tomorrow? I think he will be. And if I was, if you had said to me, Coach, of the, of the top five guys, who would you bet on to get it done? It would be Justin Thomas. Even though he's three back, I think he's that motivated. And I think his game is that tight. And he's already proven he can hit, hit it in this win. I want to see if Zalatoris and Pereira can hit it in this win because they haven't had to yet. They haven't had to yet. Very reminiscent of uh, the Players' Championship where JT also on the wrong side of the draw here, Greg, and also went out and shot one of the rounds of the day in the worst conditions. He is just able to kind of muster something, summon something. He is able to be creative and use all the shots in his repertoire when things start to get really, really difficult. And it's almost surprising uh, and shocking that he hasn't found a victory yet this year. Yes, uh, that is definitely surprising. Um, but the the conditions today, I guess the difference between the Players' Championship and this one is he did it twice this week. And at the Players, it was the one round that was really, really good. And, and it was kind of, um, it, it wasn't up to that level in the other rounds. He did it back-to-back days this time, which was great. But I'm very curious about JT because coming in, he was a little frustrated with his swing. Uh, apparently even in warm-up today, which I didn't see, I, I just heard, I heard about the, I heard he was quite frustrated with his swing, which is very interesting to me, but it highlights what a, what a great professional does, which he is. And, and this is okay. Uh, it's like what Tiger said after the masters, did you accomplish your goal in warmups? Are you, are you warmed up? Yes. Okay. Go play golf. And and JT seemingly has adopted that mindset this week. And in some ways, the conditions like that help. They help a player do that. We've seen Patrick Reed go through some really bad, um, bad swing periods this year. And in really windy conditions like at the Bermuda and even at the players, he, he was able to play pretty well. 
So sometimes when you get tough conditions like this, you're forced as a player to get a little more creative, get a little more imaginative, play shots uh, instead of playing swing. And even though it may not feel right, you, you see it a little bit more and, and it helps you get into your round. And I think I think um, it, it doesn't take anything away from it, obviously, but I think the weather in, in a very strange way may have helped JT um, lock in where he wasn't locked in at the masters. And then as we talked about on this, uh, on the Twitter space today, Rick, the new putter is, is working. It, it's a, you can see it not only in the statistics, but w- his ball is not jumping off the face to the right anymore. It's starting right online and whether they go in or not, he's hitting great putts and coach I'm right there with you. He's a man to be feared right now. And three shots is nothing with 36 holes to go. Well, how about five shots? Because that's where Rory McIlroy, our overnight leader, sits, Coach. A likely very disappointing 71 in the afternoon wave for Rory McIlroy. That's one over par. And a a lot of the hard work uh, that he put in on Thursday to find yourself five shots back, man, he's got some work to do. Best case scenario from a betting perspective i love tournaments where i can look at at a big name or two five or six shots back because that's the sweet spot that's when you can sometimes get plus two thousand to plus four thousand on a really good player that is a great thoroughbred from behind that he can come up from the back just like the kentucky derby and rory McIlroy is that guy and i think his round at the masters on sunday did more for him than any other round in the history of his career. And I think he's going to take it forward. Today was his bad round. He got through it. He didn't shoot himself out of the tournament. And I think tomorrow, because everything's going to be even now, everybody's going to be teeing off together. And I think Rory's going to go out there, and he's going to do exactly what he did at the Masters and shoot a low round and be in contention on Sunday. And I'm going to put a little shekels on him, and I can't wait, Rick, for you to tell us what the numbers are going to look like at the end of the day. I'll tell you right now, six and a half to one for Rory McIlroy to win the PGA Championship over at Caesar Sports. It's a little low for me, though. I had to thought, I thought, wait, I thought that was good at first. It's not, that's not good. You can't bet you 650 to one or 650? No, 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 not touching it. (laughs) No. Greg, it it is interesting because now Rory will adopt uh, what we kind of talk about all the time is the chaser's freedom. Right. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't feel that way when you're trying to win your first major championship in in eight years. But uh, Rory has work to do. He's probably going to have to stay aggressive. I think he plays better. I think he posts better scores when he plays aggressively. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, we saw a lot of that shot to the right today, uh, the, the block that we didn't see yesterday. Yesterday it was starting at left. It was peeling back to the right. It was a thing of beauty. A little more. Um, got, he had a, a few more blocks today, and I wonder if that's a little bit of being a little reserved and hanging on a little bit, not as much freedom in in that golf swing. Uh, that that tends to be the issue for him from a tee to green perspective. But uh, really, it just he didn't make any birdies. He, I mean, it, it was it was all right. It, it wasn't a terrible round. He just never got it going. He didn't get it going on the greens. Um, he, he didn't. I mean, he made about half the feet of putts that he made yesterday. He didn't really make anything. Uh, he didn't hit it close. He only hit eleven greens of regulation. Uh, it, his short game is still fantastic, which really has kept him in the tournament. Um, hit a couple of really nice pitches, like the one on seventeen. 
he made it look so easy and base. That was so good. So um, I, I think it was a disappointing day for Rory, no question. But as coach said, that was his bad round. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens tomorrow. Now, we remember you remember what happened at the API where he led, got off to a great start. The remaining three rounds were not great. So can Rory flip the switch again um, and and get himself back in the mix? I I think he I think he can. I think it's a it's a great setup for him. I think it's a great golf course for him. But um, it, it's time to get after it tomorrow. He can't wait. He can't wait until Sunday. He's got to he's got to go chase tomorrow. That is true. Real quick though, Rick, I'm going to ask you this. Jeweler, can you put the the odds back up there? Bubba Watson's ahead of Rory. And no. these are the numbers? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm all over Bubba. If it, if it's just a sprinkle on something, I mean, and I mean, this that's a crazy number. Bubba to me, Bubba's the best value right there cuz he's at 5 under 4 back and his number is is so much better than Rory. And he, yeah. he won two Masters the last time I checked. Yeah, good yeah. good segue here to Bubba because I imagine odds makers, you know, when Rory's on the board, when JT's on the board, a lot gets sucked in their direction. Uh, yeah. Bubba Watson doesn't have a top 30 since Phoenix, but coach just tied the PGA Championship single round scoring record. 63. 18th round of 63. We know he's streaky. We know he yeah. can hit that ceiling. We know he's won major championships before. I wouldn't be completely shocked to see him hoist the trophy on Sunday. No, and if you're telling somebody who's brand new to betting, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure out who you're going to put your money on right there. Also, I think Bubba's in a great headspace. Remember him at the Zurich Classic and how, how much fun he had with HV3, and, and they went around, and I believe I may have had them in my one and done last, that week, and we all what T4, I think T3, something like that. But I think he's in a great headspace because of who he's been hanging out with, who he's been playing with, and even though he hasn't had a top – 30 in three months today in these conditions was settled again he was on the right side of the draw but he's also what's the word greg has used a lot today creative he is as creative as they get and moving it around here and cutting off angles and all this he can give himself a lot of short irons in just like rory did on day one if he can hit those lines tomorrow who knows yeah, and it's not lost on me, Greg. Remember that that Saturday at the players where JT shot one of the low rounds of the day? Bubba Watson moved on that day as well. These guys, when when conditions get tough and yeah. wind gets into play and you've got to be creative, these two seem to benefit the most. Yeah, they were one was five under, one was four under. And, was, and Bubba's was Bubba's was bogey free. Bubba's yep. was bogey free. I think Bubba shot four under sixty-eight and JT shot sixty-seven. I, I think. I'll take mm-hmm. your word for it. Um but any, anyway, you're absolutely right. And it's funny that that word creative coach at the beginning of the week on Monday, Rick, we talked about this word a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for, um, you know, guys that are really creative because the golf course has some dog legs. It has some movement. You can get yourself behind some trees at times and you got to see shots into the greens. There's, there's great. And I know you're out there, Coach, but it looks like the greens are framed by the bunkers beautifully. It gives oh. you some really nice targets, and I I think that helps Bubba so much. I just I wish he came into my head, and I feel so silly that he didn't. Well, I need a creative guy. I'll leave <laughs> Bubba at home. Uh, <laughs> I just wish he came into my head. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, gents, we got to talk about the big cat and a couple of other notables who will not be around for the weekend. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Quick reminder, third and fourth round coverage is going to be on CBS, cbssports.com and Paramount Plus. I have a Paramount Plus subscription. Maybe I'll watch it there on Saturday and Sunday at 1 Eastern time. Don't miss it because you know who's going to be around for the weekend? Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's right. The big cat makes the cut, coach. And this was a gutty one under 69 where he did what he had to do. He made par saves when he had to make par saves. He made birdies when he had to. And he beat both Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy, the two other big dogs in that mega group, or at least at least uh, pushed with Jordan Spieth, beat Rory. Uh, yeah, I did CBS Sports HQ, and originally they sent me some matchups, and they wanted me to pick that three-way, and I said, no, that's too easy. Rory's going to run away with it. I'm glad I didn't pick that three-way now. I think what he's done this week um, and at the Masters is, if not the most remarkable achievement of his career, um, when, when you watch him, limp around, wince in pain, sometimes not even be able to finish a swing, and the ball goes all the way to the left. He's giving away shots because he can't finish his swing, because of his leg. And to shoot a 69 when, at conservatively, I saw three or four swings that cost him a green in regulation because he just couldn't finish it. And when you do that, you give away that many shots to the field and you still make the cut, that's a standing O for me. And when you look at all the names that didn't make the cut, it shows just how good he is, how great he is, and how much he has inside. Because how many of us, when he was at plus five today, would have said, what happened on the weekend the Masters? Hey, the leg's gone. He's going to shoot well over par. We're going to clap. He even made it, and he's here. But did he do that? No, he did not do that. He gutted it. He grinded it. He got two more birdies and then finished strong. And that's what Tiger Woods' legacy is going to be. If he never wins again, I'm okay with it. Now, what I don't want is just to watch him in majors because this is not fun for me 
if it happens three, four, five times in a row. I want him to contend or at least be in the mix. He's got to play a tournament prior to a major. He just has to. If he can't, he's going to be a ceremonial golfer, and that's all he's ever going to be. And we don't want Tiger Woods like that. Still rocking the most ridiculous stat ever via Justin Ray. More wins in major championships than missed cuts, 15 to 11. That's wow, just insane to wrap your brain around. Wow. Uh, Greg clearly didn't have his best stuff. That long 230-yard par three, he flew it like 250. I mean, <laughs> he didn't have it. He didn't have it, but he had enough to kind of grind it out, gut it out, and get to the weekend. Yeah, um, coach mentioned not being able to finish his swing. And it's when you saw after he made that double bogey on 11, which is that long left shot where the body stalls, the club face flips over, it goes long and left. And he that's he hates that shot. And it's like at that moment where we're all thinking he's he, that's it. He's he's done. He yep. says, no, I'm I'm not going to. That's not going to happen. And. Every shot I saw that he hit after that faded. Now he hit a few into he he didn't always hit his distance. So he hit it long on 15, but it wasn't long left. Right. Every single shot faded. And he said, I, I know how to make this ball do what I want, and I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. What also helped is is so that was pure mental determination. He said, I don't care if it hurts, I'm doing it. I'm not hitting this long, I'm not hitting that shot again, mm-hmm. which was really cool to watch. Um, so there's just no there's just no quit in that man. Again, really cool to watch. But what I, what you notice is how as the week progresses now, um, all of a sudden today he started to get his touch on the greens a little bit. Right, he started to get a feel for the pace. His and that's what you're on the greens. Greg was was perfect around the greens, yeah. still a little bit shaky, but man, he he's figuring it out. Yeah. For sure. And and that's a really important aspect for him when you're handicapped physically and you can't hit you can't take the lines Rory hits you can't hit the uh, the shots some of these young players can hit you have to be sharp in other areas you got to be sharp with a stinger shot off the tee I'm going to hit more fairways than him uh, it's not what the math says but that's my competitive edge I'm going to be really sharp on the greens I'm going to two putt from from crazy lag places uh, lag play lag opportunities I'm going to two putt other guys are going to three putt. I'm going to get up and down when I leave it in the right spot. And, and But those things require skill and execution. You're leaving yourself in tougher spots. Your level of execution has to be even higher. It's like what we talk about with Webb Simpson when he's in 2020 and is one of the best players in the world hitting at 285 off the tee. Right? It, it, the reason he could compete is because he could he was so skillful in every other area. And for Tiger to execute that level of skill to the point of winning – Coach is 100% right. He's got to get more reps. And and that's that's why. So he can step on the first tee at a yes. at championship or a U.S. Open and be ready. And it doesn't happen after a double bogey uh, on 11 on Friday. Two, two, two quick things. Two quick things. First, he needs to take the stinger out of the bag because that looks like my leaky four iron right now to the bag. He's hitting it like a buck 90. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, secondly, to my point, and to Greg's point, he is, remember, he committed to playing in the event prior to the Open Championship. So I think we're going to see a much sharper Tiger because he's going to play in that event. I think it's only a two-day event. Am I right, guys? It but is. It's still, it's still an event. Yeah. Yes, but it's still he's There's playing. A, it's a loaded field. A loaded. Absolutely. Even if it's two weeks before, he's got to play in an event. He does. He does. Uh, he's played, Tigers played that event every every time, by the way, since 2000. 
just to, just throwing that out there. I'll I'll be interested to see how he does with the quick turnarounds because it's the afternoon, uh, and now he's gonna have an early tea time on yeah. Saturday. We'll see how he deals with that. All right, we'll take these uh, w- one each. We'll we'll roll through these. Coach, you want? Do you want John Rom, Brooks Kepka, or Colin Morikawa? Uh, that's easy for me. John Rom is going to be within the top fifteen by the time the day is done tomorrow. He's at plus two right now. He will go out tomorrow and shoot a 65, and then the wind picks up in the afternoon. Rom's my guy. He has finished inside the top 10 coach in five of his previous six majors. He gave us that little little fist pump when he, when he made par on 18 to get in early. He is currently – it's 11 off the pace, but he's only eight off a third – We've seen Rom and, and some of these other studs kind of make moves on 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 moving day. That's what you think is going to happen here. I do. Plus, he's my one and done, so I have to believe that. <laughs> he is our one and done coach. Yo, so that's I'm right, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping you are speaking this into existence, my friend. That's mad at this. Yeah, we can't have JT win. What I, I don't care if Zalatoris wins. If JT wins, I quit. I can't yeah. take Mark when he tries to be cocky. <laughs> he's, he's like, like we're, we're toast. Oh, but he's like that kid in high school that never had a girlfriend, and then the first time he did, he bragged to everybody about it. Can't do it. I can't deal with it. Can't yeah. deal with it. He could put us away with the JT win. All right, Greg. Uh, Kepka or Morikawa? I'll tee you up on him. Who do you want? Uh, let's go. Um, let's go. Well, how about uh, how about Morikawa? Colin Morikawa, back-to-back rounds of 72. I thought his Thursday 72 was about the worst score he could have shot because he looked horrible. I was expecting a pretty decent rebound. Didn't get it. He's looked looked quite sloppy. He sprayed a couple off the tee. He hasn't been great, Greg, but he's made the cut. And when you make the cut, as we've seen, you can move up the leaderboard. These guys can go low. What's the current state of Colin Morikawa for the rest of this PGA championship? Well, he's um, just beneath the surface right now. And he's trying to, every time he tries to get up there, he, he misses, misses the putt, right? He, he had a little streak to, in today's round where he started to hit his shot again into greens. He started to hit some really nice approach shots and I kind of got to say, okay, here he comes. So he, he, he'll do this every once in a while, like Steph Curry shooting threes where you start off in the first quarter, a little cold, but then a couple fall and then they just keep falling. He reminds me of that with his iron play, but it, he never was able to capitalize and, and make the putts to really garner the momentum. So it, it just kind of faded out. And then he'd lose a couple of the tee shots off the tee. He was very frustrated with his, with his driving game and uh, the accuracy it's not that I mean, he hit nine to 14 fairways today. He hit 10 yesterday, but it's, it's when he misses what it looks like. Right. And it's into, it's into some bad places. It's into some trouble. So Morikawa has some real work to do, but maybe there was just a glimmer, a glimmer of hope there in the middle of, I think it was on his second nine. He, he, he got it going for a little while. I blame Victor Hovland. I blame Victor Hovland at the Zurich. Morikawa had to watch his short game, had to watch his putting for an entire weekend. It killed him. It killed him. Okay, I'll I'll throw the blame on somebody else for Scotty Scheffler's miscut. Did you guys see the <laughs> clip from like Tuesday or Wednesday when Patrick Reed goes over to say hi to Scotty Scheffler on the practice range and he starts touching all the Scotty's clubs? Yes. Like yes. Game. No. Wow, I forgot about that. Put no. the hex on him, Greg. He put the hex on him. Oh. He did. 
Oh, dark magic doesn't sniff the cut at the PGA championship. He's going home, Greg. That's who it is. I, you know, I saw that Rick and I, I laughed it off. So (laughs) foolish of me. So naive. So naive that, that, that to me, coach, that's kind of the, the, the biggest surprise, you know, uh, with the way that, that Scheffler's game, uh, should set up for Southern Hills, the way he has been playing all year long. He, he just never had the juice, never had anything. He made that one Eagle on Thursday that was world-class. And that was really the only glimpse of number one, Scotty that we saw. I know this is going to sound probably stupid, because he's won four times in the last four months. But I have repeatedly brought it up on this show that I cannot figure out how he is so consistently great with his footwork. And yesterday on the broadcast, they talked about it at length. They even said you would never teach a youngster this type of footwork when they're learning the game of golf. And when you have bad footwork and your feet are moving all over the place and your swing gets off just a little bit, well, now it's going to do this. And that's exactly what we saw yesterday, and we saw that again today. And I think everything is out of sync, and that's why he shot a, a whatever, 75 today or 76 and missed the cut. The only positive that could come from this, Greg, is if we can stop referring to this season as a heater now that he's yeah. missed <laughs> Please. Just like, yeah. <laughs> we can just stop saying it's a heater. Like, let's just Look, retire man. that with this missed cut. Right. It, yeah, we it's retire- over. A touch of class, too. Can we retire that while we're at it? Oh, it's a touch oh. of class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's so 1995. We're in 2022. We can get rid of that one, too, Coach. I'm fine Thank with you, that. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate that. I, I think uh, I think Randy Smith and, and Scotty Scheffler are, uh, are not talking about the golf swing when they're done with this. I think they're talking about the, um, the his mental approach. His attitude, because he he lost it, man. He yeah. he just got so frustrated. He lost it. I mean, this guy. I, I get I get the footwork concerns, but the guy won like ninety junior I, events. I know, I know. Tour, That's right. Why, it he sounds stupid. College, I know it sounds stupid. I get it. So, I get it. I know. I I think it's there. I just I think he wanted this one so bad, and a couple things didn't go his way, and he's on the wrong side of the draw. And you know, there's. Some pebble, even when he, he make these comments in the press and kind of laugh afterwards. But he, I, it was different this time. It was like yeah. there was something there where he was really upset, but he was trying to laugh to make it, you know, a little let like it's it's like a defense mechanism almost. And yeah. I, I think this really got to him, and I think he was really ticked off that, about the way that round one went, especially he's two under through five or six, two under through mm-hmm. eight. And it got away from him. And I think he just got so frustrated. So that's what I think he and, and his uh, his team are talking about after this week. Oh, all right, gents. Well, 36 holes to go. Let's put it on the record before we get out of here. Who will win the 2022 PGA Championship? Coach, you get the first crack at it. Well, <laughs> the last... I heard Jim Nance say it, and if there's one thing I've learned the last couple of years working with you guys is that sometimes it is as simple as the numbers say they are. The last 10 times, whoever held the 36-hole lead has gone on to win, and so I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris to get the job done because I don't think that he's going to be bothered whatsoever 
by a vaulting JT or a vaulting Rory. And he's certainly not going to be scared of Bubba or Mito Pereira. So I'm going to go with Will Zalatoris as my 2022 PGA champion. I would not mind that. He is currently plus 250 uh, right now at Caesars Sportsbook. I'll go a little bit further, Greg. It's JT time. He's three and a half to one. I I hate it for all of us. It's going to be a horrible Sunday night podcast. I'll tell you that right now. But he's been too close too often. The putter, you you nailed the, the putter stuff, Greg. I, I think he does it, man. Oh, man. Uh, oh, no. no com no comment. Um, I'm gonna agree with coach. I'm going Will Zalatoris. The guy plays, and we've talked about it all week long. The guy plays difficult golf courses very well. And I think he's gonna be uh the first guy since Ben Curtis to win have his first win on the PGA tour or the DP World Tour be um be a major championship. Uh, he's primed and ready. This this is um it it fits him perfectly. And I, I think he's going to get it done. For the sake of our group chat, I hope you guys are right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I I will take my number out of the group chat. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll mute it. I will. I'll, I'll start a new, I'll, I'll get I'll a start new, a new I'll group get chat. I'll get a new number. You guys are <laughs> I'll get a, I'll get a new phone. I'll get a new phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after rounds three and rounds for the PGA Championship to break it all down. But for now, big thanks, producer Jacob, for all the hard work. It's Greg Sharp available on Twitter at the Real GFD. That's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the Coach Rules, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.